When the children start coughing, it is impossible for them to stop within a day or two. When it started raining, I held tight to my daughter as she coughed and coughed without gaps, shivering till she drew her last breath and became still. As dark clouds hover, bloated with rain, residents of the Fufuri area of Adamawa, northeast Nigeria, heave a sigh of relief as this means a respite from the town's high temperature. For internally displaced persons in camps and camp-like settings, it may mean losing a child. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. In 2014, Sefirato and her family left their home in the Goza local government area of the neighboring Borno state due to the insurgency. Their lives took a drastic turn including their health, which worsened during the rainy season in Adamawa that lasts from May to September. Safirato and her family are amongst those who survived the Goza massacre that happened on June 2, 2014, where Boko Haram terrorists dressed as soldiers raised four communities, killing at least 400 locals and displacing thousands. Trying to flee from the terrorists, they had left their home in the middle of the night while it was raining heavily and swam through a turbulent river to reach a safer place. It rained so much that night that we could barely see what was in front of us. I know I held onto my children tightly so none of them would drown. That was when my daughter got sick. For a year after we left home, we were settled in a school right after the Cameroonian border. It was the most challenging time of my life. There was hunger. The Cameroonian government did not assist us, and for days, we had nothing to eat. There was also sickness. Children were terribly sick because it was cold, and we didn't have anything. Till today, I suffer from pain in my joints, especially when it rains. They would later find their way back to Nigeria through Madagali local government area in Adamawa state and then to Wuru Ahi camp located in Fufuri. After eight years, Safiratu describes living as an IDP as taking the days one at a time. Today you may get food. And tomorrow you will not. Tomorrow you could get assistance. And the next day you will not. Until the camp's clinic was shut down in June 2021, leaving ailing IDPs to fend for themselves. It was in August of the same year that Sefirato's daughter died. She claims that 17 other children died too. There is hunger, there is poverty, there is no medicine. For 15 days, we were burying children who had died from fever or cold. In one of those days, we buried three. We usually rubbed my daughter's back and chest with rub 
and gave her crushed garlic, boiled in water, as a remedy for the cough. Even when we want to go to the hospital, we would have to ask for contributions from fellow IDPs. And this is not proper, as everyone lives from hand to mouth, trying to survive the days as they come. One of the midwives who worked at the camp's clinic before it was shut down said that the facility was assisted by UNICEF and had been operating since 2016. Then the organization assisted the clinic with equipment and medicine every month and health workers were paid frequently. However, this support began to weaken towards the end of 2020. By April 2021, UNICEF had announced that the state's primary health care agency should take full management as they would withdraw their assistance from clinics in IDP camps all over the state due to a lack of funding. There were negotiations between the Adamawa state government and the organization, but by June 2021, the organization withdrew assistance, leaving the states to fund the clinic themselves. According to the midwife, the allowances stopped coming, but some of them, especially the midwives, stayed for a month after, and then they eventually left. I never expected to still be displaced almost eight years after. I expected the government would be swift in apprehending those who had chased us away from home. When we came here to this camp, they gave us food items, clothes, soap, everything we needed every month. But it has been four years now since we saw even a wrap of salt from them. We do not know what we did to the government. I tell anyone that comes to visit to please help us plead. Let them inform us if we did something wrong so we can correct our wrongs. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. The story was scripted and reported by Zubeida Baba Ibrahim and edited by Hawa Shafi Nuhu, produced by Atahiru Jibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subject. Voice acting by Zubeida Baba Ibrahim. The senior producer is Anthony Asamuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Sadikida. For more stories, Go to humananglemedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida. Mean,